Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome on this Thursday night. Amanda Grace here with you. We're going to be bringing Marty in in a moment. Grace the Dove is out and about. You can actually see her in back of me. She's right there. Uh, she's probably picking the bird seed off the ground that may have gotten out of the cage onto the ground. So she'll be out and about. Welcome to everybody coming on and our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Hello to Marty's lovely wife, Jenny, who I know is with him out of screen right now. Um, so we're going to bring Marty in in a moment. I'm going to have Marty open up in prayer. Um, I've been fighting something off. Pray for me. We also have to pray for somebody else also who I'll put up on the screen and show Marty after he opens up in prayer. So welcome to Grace Out Loud. And here is my co-host with the mostest, Marty Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Amanda. Hey, Grace. Grace, I literally said the bird's name and the beautiful angel of birdly light flew one foot off the ground. Hi, yep. Amanda. See? Okay. How you doing? I'm doing great today. God has been good. We have uh, here with Loud Mouth Prayer, uh, some, of, some of you guys watching may be following. We've been doing 30 days to pray. On December the 2nd, the Lord moved on me and said 30 days to pray. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you're talking to people often that want to know what their role is in this end time harvest. So I want you to do 30 days of teaching people and praying with them to get them in God's plan and purpose so they'll be usable and in position for mm -hmm. the end time harvest. You know, Amanda, you know, we're getting right at the edge of this. We're starting mm -hmm. to see trickles of it and everything. So people are really hungry for for God yep. and they want to get into place. So we're almost at the end of this 30 days to pray. Now, if anyone does want to go back through it, it's all on my rumble page as well. You just go to loud okay. prayer and you can go through all 30 days. But yes, yeah, so that's the kind of stuff. We've just been really busy. Well, I, it sounds it. So what I'm going to have you do is open up in prayer yes. and then we're, we're going to begin. I'm going to, we're going to show a couple things first and then we'll get oh, into tonight. Okay. What we're talking Praise about. The Lord. Mm -hmm. So father God, I just thank you right now for every hearer. Father, I thank you for your presence tonight for the next four hours. Lord, it might be six hours. It might be eight hours. Okay, Lord, I'm just joking. The Lord's got a good sense of humor. Lord, it's going to be about an hour. Lord, for the next hour, we thank you that your presence is going to go through these screens, is going to go through everyone watching and going to settle upon them. Lord, we just make a demand upon your truth and upon your word that when your word is shared, your presence always follows. It's the word and the spirit working together. So, Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, we're talking about you tonight. We're talking about how wonderful and how glorious and how you don't are not just in us, but on us. So we welcome you. Everyone say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you right now. Where I am, where I'm sitting right now, it doesn't matter how many days after, it doesn't matter the time. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to set upon me, to stir within me, and to show me, show me, bring light to me for the things that you have for me to do and how I am to work and co-labor with you. Lord, we thank you. <clears throat> we thank you for your grace grace and your goodness upon our lives tonight. Lord, we thank you for the, everything that we say that you give us, you give us the words like, like um, just powerful words and anointing and unction just from you alone, that we do not speak out of ourselves, that we only speak out of you. You own our mouths, you own our tongues, and we submit them to you and you alone in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, um, well, 
I want to, uh, before we do caption this, because we oh, okay. do this every week, I'm just going to ask you guys to pray. I'm going to put a piece actually to my, maybe I can show you, Bill. <laughs> there he is. He's in the cage right there. I'll put up the picture so you can see him up close. That is Bentley. Oh, wow. Bentley needs prayer right now. There is something going on with him, and he's having trouble walking. The vet took a lot of blood work. He got fluids. Um, and so we have him right now a little restricted because he's having trouble walking. And he's up in my office, and I have a camera on him 24-7 that I can check even during the night. I can check the camera and see if I have to go upstairs and help him and kind of like reposition him. So just pray for little Bentley right now. We got him when Chris first had his, he was in the hospital and he had the rupture and a, a woman called me in desperate. No, it was actually a teenage boy. He had him in his basement and he needed to find a home for him and he was a baby. So pray for Bentley. That's what we're asking for. And uh, so now now that I've asked for prayer for Bentley, um, we're going to do caption this because it kind of moves into this, Marty, especially your <laughs> okay. picture. So well, my well, picture, your picture. I have oh, both. Yeah, my picture. Well, okay, well, show mine first, and then we're gonna do Marty's. Okay. Okay. So caption this. <laughs> do you see Bruce? Oh my. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I got two in my heart. One right now, King of the Mountain. Um, but I don't like that <laughs> That's a lot. A good okay. one. <clears throat> but I like this one. The effects of too much eggnog. There we go. The effects of too much eggnog. <clears throat> I like that too. But Bruce is looking at her like, you know, you would have thought. Okay, so let me explain when this picture was taken. I had Chris's entire family here for Christmas, and I was on my feet 12 hours. I did all the cooking. Oh, I gave oh, wow. my, my lovely sis-in-law, Carol, a break, and we had Christmas here, and I cooked, right? You would have thought cook? she cooked the meal. <laughs> oh, what picture. did you cook? Oh, well, what did I cook? Well, Chris loves prime rib, so I made prime rib. I made some fish because I'm Italian, so you know what I mean? You have the Feast of the Seven Fishes, except I only did about three. Uh, a ton of sides, roasted Brussels sprouts, mashed potatoes, honey, garlic, butter, carrots. I did a ton. It was a lot. Caesar, homemade Caesar salad and dressing, wow. the whole deal. And the cookies and salad. cheesecake. Yes, I can cook. You made cheesecake? I can cook. Yes. <clears throat> wow. Uh-huh. I made a so, gumbo. You made a gumbo. Yes. Of course yeah. you made a gumbo. <laughs> but this picture was taken after everybody left for the night, and you would have thought Missy cooked. Oh, yeah. she's Yeah. That's okay. probably how you looked about 10 uh -huh. o'clock that night. Yeah, on the couch. Yep. Okay. Okay. And here's the next one. This is the picture Marty sent now. Oh. <laughs> Cap this caption that, there. Amanda. I would call this winner, winner, chicken Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Amanda, you're so clever. <laughs> well, I call this the real deal right here. This is the real man right here. That's him yep. right there. And he's Dumbo. got some friends. He's got some new friends there. Um, uh -huh. The one, the pink one, which I have here with me, that is Princess Andouille. And so Andouille <laughs> is a Cajun Andouille. sausage. Princess Andouille, can I show you the, this is the noise that Princess, you have to hear the noise of Princess Andouille. Everyone's writing in the chat that Gumbo found a girlfriend. Yeah, she's a looker. 
It's like a chicken with asthma. Yeah, it's exactly that. We've been laying hands on it. So, and then we have little jambalaya, little jambalaya here, little jambalaya. jambalaya that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, little jambalaya. They were given to me by some very less fortunate people. <clears throat> so, um, some friends of ours. <clears throat> okay. Okay, I was joking about the Antises, Joe and Julie and Aaron and Deb. They, oh, they that's yeah, so they nice. gave me those. So they're okay. they're awesome. So. All right. Well, they'll Praise probably God. keep adding to your collection. Okay, there we go. And we'll get we'll get this know. off. That okay. that caption is for this week. This week's uh caption this Grace Out Loud edition. Yeah, you did really good on that one, Amanda. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. did you. Okay, Marty. So what are we okay. getting into tonight? I have I have the notes here. Okay. Okay. So you know, and everyone I've said this a few times and and I say, you know, Amanda and I we we have traveled together for a year and a half with Chris and my wife, Jenny. We've traveled mm -hmm. together with mm -hmm. Clay Clark. <clears throat> and we're finding, we found in the middle of that, that we had one heart, not just prophetic, um, but also to train and equip the body of Christ. Because Ephesians 4 mm -hmm. says the ministry gifts were, were brought to equip, train, and get the body of Christ ready so that they could do the work of the ministry. And mm -hmm. so that's a large part. Well, I've been meditating on this. I was up at three o'clock this morning studying in the word, spending time with the Holy Spirit in the word about the Holy Spirit. And I really just got stirred up all over again about the role of the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. I'm not talking about roll on the table with some meat and taters. Yeah. Which sounds really good about right now. But no, <laughs> the actual, the, what's, well, I know, right? So what's the, what does the Holy Spirit really do? Have we seen only a, a small um, dim picture of it? Is there more that he does? And I love Grace, the bird, and I love yes. Amanda Grace, and I love Ark of Grace Ministries. I love mm -hmm. the word grace because mm -hmm. if you took grace and really dug into what the Holy Spirit does with grace and how he works and maneuvers you and, mm -hmm. and operates grace with us, we're we're Jesus walking in the earth. And I think many times we're just have seen just a very dim picture of that. So tonight yeah. that's what I want to do. I want to jump into the word, jump into some deep revelation, things that you know, things that I know, and just really explore what okay. how does the Holy Spirit help us um do the work of the ministry. And I'm not talking ministry gifts, I'm talking yeah. the body of Christ is who's supposed yes. to. So your viewers, every single viewer has a gift, a calling, divine assignments yes. Yes, they're supposed do. to do. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to help get them trained, get them equipped, get them in position and then teach them how to work with that powerful Holy Spirit so the two mm -hmm. of them can work together and uh produce the very results of Jesus. Yes, exactly. Amen. Okay. Yes, the Holy Spirit has quite a few functions that he uh, that he operates in, we'll say. I'm sure we'll get into yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. You, so you have anything on your heart? You want me to start running? Well, uh, well, we'll get into grace. Gra grace is something that you really, I think, begin to understand when it gets really activated in your life when you go through something and you begin to understand, you know what I mean? The full function of grace yeah, and what it entails. You know, you yeah. get a deeper meaning when, you, you know what I mean? When the Lord pours it out onto you also to enable you to handle what you never could humanly handle on your own. 
that besides the, the you know god's grace and the gift he sent of his son and, and grace in that way i mean you start to get a deeper understanding of it when you have to walk through it and you see how it activates and operates yeah for sure absolutely mm-hmm. and it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful it's a beautiful work of the holy spirit how yeah. okay so when we we step into the mentality of jesus said was it john 14 John 14, 16, and 17, for those of you who want to know where Uh it's at, John 14, 16, and 17, Jesus said, I'm going to pray to the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Mm -hmm. Now, stopping right there, Jesus walked with his disciples. He taught them. He comforted them. He helped them. He trained them. They called him master. He was their teacher. He was everything. He, He went to bed with them at night. And woke up in the morning and ate breakfast with them. And they, they did their hair together and put on those really cool clothes and walked around with sandals. And they did this for years and years. Um, and they, they were together all the time. Everything that Jesus was to them, because he introduced them to an entire kingdom that was completely new to everyone on the earth. And so he yes. introduced them to an entire a heavenly kingdom, a whole another way of living and producing results in the earth. And then he said, now, very soon, guys and gals, I'm going to leave. But when I do, you're going to receive someone that I call an another comforter that's absolutely going to replace me. So everything I've done for you, this other comforter, the one I send in my place, and he's going to equip you to not do just what I did, but even do more than that. Because John 14, Mm. Jesus said, you might be shocked at the things I'm doing, but the things I'm doing, you're going to do. And then greater works than these are you going to do because I go to the Father? Well, what did it say here? I'm going to pray to the Father, and he's going to send you another comforter mm-hmm. that will abide with you, abide forever. with you forever. Mm-hmm. So it's very powerful how we've been given the Holy Spirit. You know one of his names is the Spirit of Christ. It is truly the Spirit of Christ. He was really just gave us himself again in another form, and now we're walking down here with him inside us, equipped equipping us to do the work of the ministry, to act and fully express Jesus in the earth. Amen. That is true. And, you know, Jesus had to, for the Holy Spirit to come, which I think the Greek, in the Greek, it's Ruach HaKadosh, I think, is the Holy Spirit. In Greek, and he's Ruach, Ruach Elohim in the Old Testament, the Spirit of the living God. So uh, Jesus had to go for the Holy Spirit to come. They couldn't be... It couldn't happen at the yeah. same time. So one had to go and one had to come. So, and it says he'll abide with you forever, which I find interesting because that sometimes yeah. gets into the uh, the book of Revelation argument about the church being separated from the Holy Spirit because Jesus right there is saying it has to abide with you forever. So you cannot be separated from yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then get into verse 17, that John 14, yes. 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. Now that's so powerful. Jesus is saying, I'm going to send a new comforter that's going to completely replace me. You are going to know him. You're going to know him. This is so powerful, Amanda, because our ability to be able to be the body of Christ in this earth is us operating as Jesus did. He's yes. the head, we're the body. 
There's That's not right. two different functions here. It's all Jesus. He's the head. And we're the body. He gives the order. Holy Spirit empowers us with our hands and our feet to fulfill because we're the body of Christ to work out and to, to perform. I don't like that word, but to actually yeah. do the works of Jesus. They're mm-hmm. coming from the head. He, we're not doing things down here. We're not supposed to do things down here opposite yes. or separate from him. Yes. It's all together. Mm-hmm. And the con- the key connector that makes us hear him, follow him and be him because we're empowered is the Holy Spirit in us and then it goes on to say for you know him for he will be he will dwell with you and be in you the holy spirit's in us when you receive christ he makes his abode in you he does he does well this our bodies are temples so it's what are you putting in your temple yeah the holy spirit should be the one dwelling in that temple and he yeah. is very good at instruction if you're willing to listen. And that's the key word. If you're willing to listen, he is very good at instruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Uh, what's that scripture that says um, the steps of a righteous or a good Just, man are ordered yep. of the Lord? Lord. Now that's mankind. It's not talking about only men. Because as many yep. as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Romans 8, 14, 16, yes. for the spirit, him, spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we're a child and if a child. So there's not a gender deal there. It's just basically if you're on the earth and you receive Christ, suddenly he's wanting to, he's wanting to give you orders. The Holy Spirit is wanting yeah. to bring orders, bring orders. The steps of a righteous person are ordered. I, I, love, I love that word ordered, Amanda. It's, it's a really strong word in my mind. I always think of military. Because that's the one place, you know, where we just hear about orders. I'm giving you an order. Go fulfill the orders. Do, you f- do what you're told or else. It's very strict. We need to have more reverence to the instructions yes. and the orders because he's trying to accomplish great things in the earth by the Holy Spirit inside of us. You know, I'm going to look up right now. Definition of reverence for everyone. So we're oh, giving a everybody a very clear definition, okay? And okay. the definition is a deep respect for someone or something. Mm. To honor or respect is really what it means. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the fear of the Lord. Many times people talk about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord, yeah, it's not really a fear. It's a reverence. Like if yep. he says jump, you say, how high? I'll do it right now. How high? There's a reverence. If he says move, you say, okay, I'm ready right now. Where? Just point the way. You know what I'm saying? There's a reverence, uh, a humility and a reverence to the voice and the direction and the orders and the instructions of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And now that's what's so beautiful is he's in us. So I, I, I want to get everyone's mind shifted the direction of, it's so easy to follow someone on the inside. Yeah, you know, I'll give an example, actually, because the Lord, the Lord, the Holy Spirit does this with me quite a bit. Uh, but we have quite a bit of doors in this house. So if I go to lay down to protect me, the Holy Spirit will say to me, one of your doors is unlocked in your breezeway. Go lock it. And I immediately get up and I walk over and sure enough, it's unlocked. The other day I was down in the feed room the other night getting the stuff uh, for Moses and Simeon, the Timothy Hay pellets. 
I went to walk out and touch the door. The Holy Spirit said to me, that door going to the outside is unlocked. Check it. And I turned around and sure wow. enough, I went over and it was unlocked. Wow. And, you know, we have to make sure in our souls, we don't have certain things unlocked and certain doors open. And if we listen to Holy Spirit, he'll show us how to close them. He'll actually yeah. tell us. Yeah. And we can follow. But, you know, I've learned for it to be a knee-jerk reaction when he tells me to go do something or this is unlocked or go check this or go to just do it. Yeah. Getting familiar, getting accustomed, intimate, familiar with the Holy Spirit's leading voice, direction, yes. correction, reproof, uh -huh. instruction, getting familiar, uh, getting accustomed to him speaking and us listening is one of our main goals in this this season right now De mm -hmm. developing that intimacy developing that ability that when you're walking down the hall your mind's on something else amanda and you just have that small quickening on the inside from him about a door the other day i guess it was about two or three weeks ago i had the name of a person come up inside me and it just popped up and it wasn't big. It was very gentle. It was a lady, a friend of mine and Jenny's popped uh -huh. up and she, she ministers healing. And she and I used to minister healing years ago at brother yeah. Higgins ministry together. And so her name popped up in my heart the other day and it just popped up and I saw her face and I have, I'm friends with her husband, but I didn't okay. have her number. So I reached out to him and said, Hey, um, can I chat with your wife? So she gave me a call and I'm going to start, my wife and I are going to start of teaching healing and having healing classes and kind of like a healing school online because we're running into so many people, Amanda, that are that are that need to learn how to receive healing and how to keep it. There's two things yeah. about this, how to receive it and how to keep yeah, it. Keep you it. can I can lay hands on someone and they get it and they can walk away and 20 minutes later it's they they can lose it. So we want to teach them the two things, how to keep it, how to how to get it, how to keep it. Well, I called her and she said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that you're wanting me to help you with this because literally the Lord has been just pounding on me, wanting to get me to back into doing ministry and wanting me to do this. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And suddenly out of the blue, you're calling me. And it was such a quiet, still, small leading. It's just that instruction. It's just that order. And Jenny and I are going to meet with her and her husband and we're going to piece it all together. And really soon over the next few weeks, we're going to begin shooting videos videos of of teaching healing how to get healing how to how to keep it so praise the lord but it all started with just the smallest order or leading of the lord yeah and you know with healing you can't go back to what made you ill in the first place many times there are circumstances in our life there's trauma trauma is a biggie trauma is one of the biggest roots that everything else buds and piggybacks off of uh that the enemy tries to use but when, you know, when, when Jesus would heal somebody and he'd go, go and sin no more yeah. or worse will happen. And he would say that to them. Why? Because you can lose it. A and B, you cannot go back to the very circumstances that opened the door for that. You cannot engage in the behavior that you, you have to totally repent and turn and go the way the Lord yeah. wants you to go. Oh, and and you'll just get stronger and stronger. You will. That healing will just increase and increase. But if you go back, 
You know, you're reopening that door for it to be worse than it was before. It's kind of like the the parable where Jesus told where the house is swept clean and they come back, the thieves, they're driven out of the house and the house is swept clean. And then they come back and they find the house all in order and the door open. And then he goes and gets his friends. It's kind of like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the identity of who we are in Christ is very Mm -hmm. important to this as well. When we learn who we are in Christ, as far as the scriptures show, our new identity, our new identification, the the, um, new creation realities, the redemptive realities of who we are now, as we learn those, the Holy Spirit empowers us by grace to live that way. Mm-hmm. So when I learned that I'm a new creature, a new creation, and the old's passed away, the Holy Spirit empowers me to rise up and to literally put a, lay aside every weight and every sin that would so easily beset me, like Hebrews 12.1 says. Uh, Hebrews 12.1 says, hey, you want to you wanna follow God, lay aside weights and sins that so easily try to keep you from fulfilling what he wants you to do. Yes. We are called to rise up and experience express Jesus in the earth miracles healings you name it all of the all of the above we are called to raise the dead cast out devils I've seen Amanda cast out a few devils in the lobby of a, a conference room I'm telling you over and over like is she ever gonna stop Praise Praise the Lord. The Lord. <laughs> it just kept going just kept going right who glory well you, that was a wild day we we ministered outside for ever we come inside because someone called and said Amanda needs some help we went in there and she's sitting on top of people casting devils out. So praise the Lord. And that lasted another hour. So, um, but that's what we're empowered to do. And that's not for, for prophets or apostles or pastors or evangelists or teachers. That's for the body of Christ. But the Holy Spirit, when you reverence him, the way Amanda's saying, when you reverence him, when you fear the Lord and you reverence his role in your life, as you learn that role and you reverence, and when he speaks, obey immediately. When he yes. speaks, move quickly. When he mm-hmm. speaks, don't say, yeah. well, I don't really know if that's you. Now, there's a there's an accustoming, there's a time of getting yeah. accustomed to his his voice, voice and learning his voice. And there's yes. plenty of grace and mercy for that. We're all mm-hmm. still there. I yeah. remember that oh, one yeah. time the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He spoke so quiet. I'd never heard him speak so far, so quietly before. I literally stopped and said, was that you? That was you. <laughs> and I just knew, I, I said to him, I literally out loud said, that was the most quiet you had ever prompted me in my life. And he just prompted me again on the inside and said, yes, you're growing. That was a blessing to me. Yeah, that is. Yes, when he doesn't have to shout and scream at you anymore. And you become so sensitive that he can speak in a whisper. Yes, you are most definitely growing. You see, at the beginning, he kind of has to shout at you a little bit and has to be very loud and and deliberate about what he's saying. But then you learn you learn his his unction and is stopping you in your spirit for something, you know, and, and you stand at attention for it. Yes. And that is, that is yeah. a process. The Lord does you take you to a process to get you to that point. And then he's constantly refining it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the scriptures I love that talks about how the Holy Spirit's in us is in first Corinthians three sixteen. Know you not, know ye not that you're a temple of God 
and that the Holy Spirit of God dwelleth in you, question mm-hmm. mark. Really a beautiful scripture. And there's another one. Um, well, uh, there's another one, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. Hold on okay. a second now, Paul. Paul, you're getting a little crazy. You tell me I'm not my own? Yeah, that's exactly what Paul is telling the church of Corinth. He was making adjustments in the church of Corinth because they were acting like their own. They needed some adjustments made there. And he was saying, listen, you don't belong to you. He's now in you. You're a vessel for him, a sanctified, set-aside vessel, a temple of the Holy Ghost so that he can express Jesus in the earth. You understand I keep saying that over and over, express uh-huh. Jesus in the earth, express uh-huh. Jesus in the earth. Because... You just go back and look what Jesus did, and you won't have any questions of what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing just what he did because he gave us another comforter that empowers us the same way he was empowered. It does, and it quickens us, and it enables us to operate um, in the gifts that God has put upon us. It allows us to operate in healings, you know, in, in wisdom, in counsel. You know, uh, prophetically, it, it just, it quickens us. And our, you know, our flesh is something, our flesh is interesting because our flesh is at enmity with God, really. You know, our flesh yeah. is just something that constantly wants to pull us away from the Lord. And you you know you're growing when the tipping point is reached that the flesh does not dictate what you do anymore, but you are driven by the Spirit and the things of the yeah. Spirit instead. You know, some and I hear, I see a lot of people in chat going, oh, I have a hard time knowing when it's God. Uh, you know, or when it's the Holy Spirit and when it's me. Well, if you want to order a large pepperoni pizza with everything on it, that's probably not God. If you have an unction to do that, that's probably not yeah. the Lord, unless he's going to use some creative way to witness to the pizza guy. And you're pretty sure it's the Come Lord on. that helps you to do that, you know? You're hungry. That's the flesh. But if you're quickened with instruction and you've gotten to know the voice yeah. of the Lord, then you're led of the Spirit. If someone was to ask me, I'm so glad you said that so beautifully. Uh-huh. Um, if someone was to ask me, Marty, just off the top of your head, what would you do to deal with that problem? Because I know there's a lot of people going to watch this show with many, many thousands of people. And many of those may say, I'm, I, because I, 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 I've seen this. They say, um, I've never heard God. And I've called, you know, I, Amanda, I call a lot of the people that join us. And they actually, oh, even pretty. today, I called. I called 10 or 15 today and they were like, what are you doing calling me? I'm like, I've just, and they're like, we hear you say that, but we didn't ever think you were going to call almost everyone. I've said that, but yeah, I I love to call them. I want to know what the heart and the mind of the body of Christ is where where I can see where it's at in line with the heart and the mind of the father, because my job is to grab God and grab the body of Christ and position them and cause them to work together. See, the head and the body has to work together, but sometimes the body needs equipping. Sometimes it needs training. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it needs adjusting. Me and my office and my call is to the body of Christ to get Mm -hmm. it ready to work with the head. How do you do that? Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Ghost. He's the bridge. Yeah, he is. He, he, he literally is the bridge that connects us to the Father and gives us the instruction from the Father. Yes, he is yeah. a comforter, but he's also a counselor. Yeah. 
he's called the counselor for a reason because he is meant to counsel us and guide us. And a lot of people turn yeah. him off because they want to do what their flesh wants or they want to do what they want to do when he's trying to counsel them in a different direction because they still think they know better. You don't know better yeah. than the Holy Spirit. You don't. It's not happening. So it, it's better to learn early just to get in line and let him counsel you because we all need counseling to navigate this yeah. world. We do. There is not one of us who doesn't need it. We all need it no matter how long we've been walking with the Lord, how long we've been reading his word. We all need counsel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know my wife tells me all the time, Marty, you really, <laughs> really need counsel. Um, Chris really needs it. <laughs> well, maybe Chris and I can go on a picnic and get counseling together. I don't know. So praise I the Lord. I think that's a good idea. Nashville, we'll find some pastor there to, to take Chris and, out for bar Chris and I out for barbecue, and we'll get barbecue Oh, he counseling. loves barbecue. If I'm anything done. with food, if you tell Chris food will be there, he will be there. Okay, we're going to make barbecue. So, And then he's going to say to you, make sure Dr. Sherwood isn't there if I'm going to eat barbecue. <laughs> I hear that a lot on this side of the room as well. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but I'm pointing at him. So, um, yeah, I love Dr. Sherwood. What a blessing. We all, we love him. Chris. He's done, let me tell you, Chris, is, he has, he has really been patient with Chris and, and yeah. Chris has really started to turn the corner with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've been with the doctor and, uh, and Dr. Michelle for quite some time. They're, they're really a blessing. Um, and that was something I believe we were led by God. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be like like hooking up with Dr. Sherwood. You know, our friends, the Antises had done it. Others yep. had done it. We heard about it. And it just seemed right. Just on the inside. Yes. It just seemed right. And that's that witness of where he'll witness. And it just seems right to you. So it's something we did. And we begin to get good results from that. And then there's other times where he'll speak to you. And it'll be his voice. The way he did with you about the door and it was a specific detailed thing to do and that's what we want to do we want to cultivate so how do you hear him and how do you when you hear something yeah you know that it is him yes that's that's really important you know and so what you do is you begin to fellowship with him and spend time with him talk with him and walk with him you know, yeah. I remember years ago, remember years ago, Benny Hinn come out with a book, Welcome, Holy Spirit. Yes. What a or was it I mean, Good Morning, time. Holy Spirit or Welcome, oh, Holy, morning, Spirit. Holy Spirit? I think it was Good Morning. Yes. Yeah. Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Well, see, uh -huh. I remember real well. Um, but what a beautiful, what a beautiful picture. Just the title yeah. of that book is to just wake up and begin that constant contact where you're just now today. Today, I, I went to a job. I was up on okay. a roof because I work on roofs sometimes. Uh, yeah, isn't that a, a song? Today. Up hmm? on the roof. Isn't that a song? <laughs> uh, I don't, I, it's not a country song, so I don't know it. No, uh, it's not a country song, but go on. <laughs> I don't think it is. No. Now, if it was drunk with your mom on a roof, now that's a country song. So, okay. <laughs> okay. With a banjo and a, your boots. I've got my boots on the roof. So I've actually done that. So um, not with my mama. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. Okay, Marty. <laughs> My mom doesn't wear boots. What? That had nothing to do with it. Where okay. am I, Amanda? You were up on a roof. and then I'm I up on a roof today, and I got up there, and there were some leaks I needed to find, and they were very, very complicated. And I just said, Holy Spirit, 
I got to lean on you on this one. I literally out loud, I was by myself, Holy Spirit, I need you on this one. There's there's a lot of complicated stuff going on here. It's a complicated flat roof. They can be challenging because it's like a swimming pool up there. And yeah. I said, I need your help on this. And then I just laid it in his hands. And then I kept going to work. And I forgot that I even did that to him. And then about 45 minutes later, I found every leak. I sealed every leak. And I was walking to the ladder to get down. And he quickened to me. Did I do good for you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you did that. You, I asked you and you mm-hmm. did it. And I, I, I even got out of having to make it all spiritual because he just leads me and guides me as I endeavor to follow him. But you know, it began with an ask, A-S-K. I asked him when I handed it over to him and said, I trust you. And I need you on this. He's my helper. He's my comforter. He guides me into all truth. He's my counselor. That's what he does. He teaches me. I need that no man teaches me because I have an unction from the Holy Ghost in the book of Jude. He is here to help us the same way Jesus helped his disciples. And even more so because Jesus now goes to the Father and is a mediator before the Father on our behalf. So Jesus stands before the Father and says, hey, Amanda needs you. And the Father moves his finger and the Holy Spirit moves on your behalf and tells you about a door. Jesus says, Father, don't forget Marty. He's on a roof. And the Father moves his finger and the Holy Spirit shows me where the leaks are without me even thinking about it anymore. But we need to start it with asking him. We do, you know, the Lord says in his word, you have not because you ask not. He's very, and I yeah. always preface that when I go to ask something, I say, Lord, you say we have not because we ask not. Well, I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's how I preface a lot of times when I, I remind him of his word. And then I ask in the name of Jesus. But if you think about the image that Marty just said, the Holy Spirit was showing him where all the leaks were. Yeah. So they could be plugged because the leaks are where the enemy gets in. Oh, the nice. leaks are where the enemy can pour stuff in. And so the Holy Spirit can show us where those le- leaks and weaknesses are in our structure so they can be fortified so then the enemy cannot get in through them. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's so faithful. You know, and uh, someone talked about... Jehovah Jireh, you know, the God, one of the names of God, the my, God who Jireh. provides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one, one minister, I heard him say the reason why he's absolutely the best provider is because when you dig into Jehovah Jireh, he sees our tomorrow so clearly. He doesn't just provide for the moment. He provides for what you need tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the next year you take that with a you know joshua you take that what happened in egypt you talk about the famine in the land all the things that took place provision was made because jehovah jireh saw all tomorrow so clearly how is jehovah jireh going to convey to you what you need for tomorrow because we're kind of looking like there's some weird things going on in the earth i'm not trying to say one way or the other but what do you need for tomorrow he'll just tell you when it goes to lock the door He'll just tell you where to go plug up a leak. He'll tell you everything you need to know to prepare. Do I need to buy gold? He'll tell you. Do I need to buy silver? He'll tell you. He'll lead you. It'll just seem right. It'll feel right. And we get so accustomed. Just, I don't know, just like dancing with him, sashing 
staying with him. Just this this moving of the spirit with him throughout the day as he leads yes. us and he guides us. And we will get so, uh, now the Holy Ghost just fell on me. Because I was going to say this, we'll get so accustomed to doing, and this is why he fell on me, and he's on me right now, tingling. The reason why, whoo, glory, we'll get so accustomed to working with him, we don't know where he starts and where we end. We don't know where we start and where he ends. Our, his voice will begin to sound like ours because we'll be so accustomed to being a co-laborer, working together, working with him. Amen to that. Yes. You know, being a co-laborer with the Holy Spirit allows allows you to come into alignment with the will of God. So it pushes you that's literally beautiful. right towards alignment until you're lined up like this with the will of God. And that's when you see things accelerate. You see doors open. You see things that were prophesied years ago all of a sudden start to happen. That's when you see it. You have to align with his will. And the Holy Spirit's job is to push us and compel us towards that kind of like when, and I know this is the Lord reminding me of this right now. When Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him looking in the form of a dove, what's the next thing that happened? He literally compelled and took Jesus and threw him into the wilderness to be tried and tested. Wow. Literally drove him in that direction. And it wasn't nicey-nice. It was like, get in there. You know what I mean? He compelled him. He pushed him. You know, it, it was something forceful to get him into that direction because he had to go through that before he started really laying hands on the sick and, and teaching and doing all of that. It was that 40 days of testing and really yeah. in his humanness, you know, because he was 100% man and 100% God all at the same time in the yeah. flesh facing Satan and seeing what that felt like and going through that because it gave him a perspective with people, another perspective by going through that. So we have to understand the Holy Spirit will literally compel us and push us in directions sometimes we don't want to go because we have to go through that to get to where God wants us to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so perfectly said about the will of God because the Holy Spirit, all he ever wants is to push us, pull us, drag us, prompt us, tap us on the little bottom and get us to go just to get us into the will of God. Now, yeah. Amen. when it comes to prayer, because, you know, I'm the prayer guy. Of course, you're an amazing prayer lady, ministry. Thank you. <laughs> you and Chris. But, Here's but, the one. I, but actually, you're the prayer guy. Yes, you are. Well, I'm the loud mouth prayer guy. So I'm the yep. loud. I'm the really loud guy. But so to, to, to mention prayer real quickly concerning the will of God concerning the Holy Spirit and prayer. Let's see what yeah. this says here in Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Holy Spirit, oh, the glorious counselor we've been talking about the whole time, the Holy Spirit helps with our infirmities. So just raise your hand and say, hey, do I have any infirmities? Yes, I've got problems. Yes, there are problems, there are people, there are situations and circumstances. I could call those things infirmities. So there are infirmities, and for we know not. Now, this is the trouble. Likewise, the Spirit also helps with our infirmities, for we do not know how we should pray. Yes. But the Holy Spirit will help us and make mm -hmm. intercession for us with groanings Amen. which cannot be uttered. People say to me all the time, hey, can you help me become an intercessor? I'm reading the scripture right now. 
You don't even have to be an intercessor when you commune with him because he's an intercessor. The spirit will make intercession for you through you. You don't have to study 1,000 intercession scriptures. You you just get so familiar with him in prayer. You get so familiar of the movings and the maturities and the movings and the things of God from glory to glory, taking avenues and pathways in the spirit while you're spending time praying with him. And suddenly you'll find out you're interceding for this, that, you're, yes. you're taking care of business, results yes, are happening are. because you've so familiar, familiarized yourself with the one who makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered, verse 27, and he searches the hearts, he that searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for me and you according mm-hmm. to the will of God. If you according the to God, the will, learn to pray. Learn mm-hmm. to pray with the Holy Spirit. You will have the will of God. You will. And he makes intercession according to that will. And uh, and yeah. I remember someone, I, I this was a, a years ago, asked me about uh, prayer and God answering prayer. And I, and I took it to the Lord and he goes, if it's in my will, I answer it 100% of the time. Like wow. that prayer is, is answered and that door is open. If it is in my will, there are things that God because he loves us, can work into his will for our lives. And there are things that he cannot. And it's a flat out no. And we have to learn to trust the Lord on him shaping his will for our life. Because we think sometimes, you know, our parents know better or colleges know better what we're meant to do. And you know who knows what we were birthed into this earth to do above all? Almighty God. He knows, and the Holy Spirit will intercede for the will of God, which literally will push us in the direction we're supposed to go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The ghost with the most knows how to get you in the will of God. The ghost with the most. The ghost with the most. I like that I do like that. He's the ghost with with the the most. There's nothing he can't do. Uh And I I just want to drag every, if I could reach inside everyone's, brain and their heart (laughs) in a scriptural kind of weird way and just drag them into this one understanding. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit has everything you need to find the will of God, to embrace the will of God and to fulfill the will of God. He's not lacking. If you want God's well, Marty, I tell you, I'm having a lot of marriage troubles. I don't know what to do. The ghost with the most will tell you. Yes. But we we need to just keep learning how to fellowship. This right here says in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this this is the confidence we have in God. Anything we ask according to his will. We're to be asking according to his will. But Amanda, so many times we might not know. So what do we do? We rely on the ghost with the most. We do. He'll tell us. He will. He will tell us if we're willing, uh, if we're willing to listen, he absolutely will tell us um, in accordance with the will of God is for our lives. And he will counsel us and push us and drive us in that direction. And I will tell you, there's only two before the throne of God really making intercession for us. Jesus, who is our advocate in the Holy Spirit. That's it. They're there. Nobody else from biblical times is there. It's them. That's all we need. That's it. Yeah. There's a great cloud of witnesses, 
Yeah. But but then there's those who make intercession before the throne of God, and that is Jesus Christ Himself and the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hakadosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Amen. Jesus is the head of the church. Yes. What an amazing truth that we have the head of the church, the ultimate supreme Lord means ultimate and supreme ruler. We have our Lord standing before our Father. That's right. Saying, "Hey." Remember, let, let me, let me, um, have I done, have I shown, this is how this works with the father. Let me just okay. portray this like a little, I want people to see this. I want people to visually okay. see what happens here. You get a re- request. Okay. So remember, what was it? Philippians four, six, and seven, you know, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with yes. Thanksgiving, let your request, mm-hmm. your request, let you let it. He's not going to pull it out of you. He's not going to come read your mind. You need to let your request be made known. How do you let it, Amanda? With your pie hole. You talk about it. Hey, Father. And you ask. Okay, I, I just love the pie hole because I haven't had supper yet. So, um, I like to say that. you know, it might be a chicken. It might be a chicken pot pie hole, not just a blueberry pie hole. It might be a chicken pot pie hole. So, sounds really good, babe. So, uh, <laughs> It's getting late. It's getting late here in Tulsa. So uh-huh. <laughs> where was I? So you need to let your request be made known unto God. Uh-huh. And then it says in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what you do is you literally begin to ask and you yes. begin to pray. That's what an ask, what a pray is. Part okay. of a pray is an ask. So when you ask Jesus, now the father hears this ask. And Jesus will walk before the Father and say, Father, your son or your daughter just asked. I'm standing before you to bring you in remembrance of them. Yes. And the Holy Spirit then is waiting for the Father to say something. So then mm-hmm. the Father might sit there and cross his arms and say, yeah, but to please me, son, I need to see some faith. Let's yes. wait a little while. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those that come to God must believe that he is. He is a rewarder who di- of those who diligently seek him. Yeah. Yep. So as you sought him and asked in prayer, then you stand in faith because faith in Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatever you pray for, whatever you desire, when you pray, you believe you receive it when you pray. You believe you receive it when you pray. So when I pray and I ask... This is prayer teaching. When I pray and I ask, at that moment when I'm done asking, I believe I received when that when I was done praying. That's what yes. Jesus said to do in Mark 11, 24. So now the Father crosses his arms and say, let's just wait a little while. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, okay. Then Jesus will walk back down by the river and go to the pearly gates. And then about three hours later, Jesus will come back. Now, this is not an exact, an exact science yeah. of what's uh-huh. happening in heaven. But I want, I want you to see, Jesus will leave the throne of the Father. Uh-huh. And then he'll come back a little later. Um, Father, I'm watching them. They are showing faith. I'm coming before you as an advocate, yes. as a mediator, mm-hmm. interceding on their behalf, Father, between you and them. Father, to put you in remembrance. I'm bringing them before you again. And the Father says, yeah. I see their faith. I'm pleased. Let's wait a little while, little while longer. Mm-hmm. Because I want patience to be mixed with their faith. Whoo, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is on me. He Amen. really likes the story. Yes, he does. You got to mix some patience. I just spoke with a wonderful young lady today that is believing God. She's probably watching right now. 
She's believing God right now for her son. I'm telling you, there's something about developing our faith and maturing and growing, and it's called patience. So then the father just crosses his arms and say, let's wait a little longer. Mm -hmm. Jesus will go get a snow cone, play soccer. Maybe get some gumbo. Make some gumbo. I mean, I'm telling you, heaven has got some gumbo crackers up there. Somebody's got them. (laughs) Eat some crawfish. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, everybody. I'm just making a little joke there. Jesus comes back the next day or three uh-huh. days later. Um, Father, we've given it another three days. Yep. I'm coming to your behalf. I'm coming to you on their behalf. Father, yes. I've been watching Amen. them and they've been in faith. Yeah. What do you say, Father? And the Father says, hmm, yeah, I'm still pleased. I've been seeing faith from them. They believe they have it right now, son. Holy Spirit, take care of it. And the Holy Spirit will take and move on their behalf. And the father might just flip his finger and send down 15 angels to bring the money in. 15 angels. You know, Norval Hayes believed God for his daughter to get delivered. His daughter's name was Zona. And Norval was preaching at her, Zona, you got to get your life. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, quit yelling at her. You just tell her that I love you. And, and you tell her that you love you and Jesus loves you. So she would come in late at night on drugs and everything. This was many years ago. And he yeah. would just say, Zona, I love you and Jesus loves you. He obeyed the Holy Spirit. After a few weeks, a few months went by, an angel showed up in her room, nine foot tall, with his arms Wow. Closed, standing there in her bed, standing there at the end of her bed, freaked her out. She was immediately delivered of all addictions, all wow. running from God, all rebellion, all depression was driven out of her in the moment's notice because the father saw the daddy's faith and flipped his finger and said, angel, go. And the angel showed up. The father was pleased by faith. This Amen. is how this works. The Holy Spirit will speak to us and tell us what to do. He leads us. He guides us. He's working with the Father and the Son. That's why they're the Trinity. They're not all doing different things. They're working together as one. Yeah, exactly. They're three, but they're one. And they work together on the same, we'll say, goal. You know what I mean? They're one. They're of one accord, of one mind, of one mission. And they, and they each have their part. They each have their part of what they do in order to help us on this earth. And it's pretty amazing. You know, yeah. So, Amanda, you've made some transitions over the last few years. Yes. You, do you remember any um, distinct times the Holy Spirit led you a specific way for the, oh, all the yes. transitions and the things? Do you, you have any stories? Yes, I have a couple. So when... After the Lord had made me feed ducks for two and a half years every day (laughs) to show I could be faithful in those things. And he would teach me about stewardship and hearing his voice and knowing his voice. And then he finally said, you're ready. You are going to start um, making videos. Now, I thought I heard him wrong initially because I'm thinking he's telling me to make video. I've never done this before, Lord. What am I going to say? And he goes, I'll tell you what to say. Just make the videos. (laughs) Just... And I did, but he also said to me around that time, at the beginning of the following year, Chris is going to have a road to Damascus moment that is going to reroute and change everything in his life. Wow. 
And the Lord tells me this, and I wrote it down. So the Lord has me start the ministry a year prior. The timing of God was so precise with this. And had I not listened, so I start and I start making videos. And a year like clockwork at the beginning of the following year, January, it was January 8th when Chris collapsed. And I had a choice at that moment because it was an overwhelming feeling to know that even though the Lord had delivered Chris miraculously to the point where the neurosurgeons couldn't even figure it out how he's still alive, the reality set in, if I have a husband right now that's fighting a traumatic brain injury and I'm going to have to take care of him. And how am I going to do this, Lord? And you had me start this ministry. And the Lord said to me, you are going to preach and give the word of the Lord through this. Holy Spirit says this, you are going to continue this and I am going to enable you to do it and equip you, but you will continue. You will not lay this down in the middle of this because he, he, he was going to do a mighty work through all of this. And so I didn't lay it down. And as exhausted as I was, I did it. I did it. And everyone publicly watched me go through this with Chris, as well as continue to give the word of the Lord and teach literally right through it, no matter how exhausted I was. And listening to the Holy Spirit on that is what has now raised up everything else from that. Yeah. We have to put the voice of God above everything else. Mm -hmm. We are not to be run by other people's voices. We're to be led. See, the devil controls and forces and God leads John um, 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. He doesn't force you. He will guide you into all truth, and he'll show you things to come. He's not a forcing one. The enemy, with possessions and all the crazy stuff and the torment. You know, the problem with torment isn't that it's torment. It's that it's a pressure torment trying to force its way on you. That's what's so horrible about the enemy is because of this force that he has. Now, you know your authority. You just say, stop in the name of Jesus because yeah. you have authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing can by any means hurt you. Amen. But I was just bringing out the point that the the enemy is a forcing, controlling one and our mm-hmm. loving, precious Holy Spirit, he's a leading one. He's a guiding mm-hmm. one. He's a comforting one. He's a counseling one. He's one that does it with gentleness. Now, he's yes. spoken to me strong before, but normally me too. when I get a strong voice, it's from the Father. Normally, the Father on the throne will speak to me, but you know who speaks it to me? Because that scripture I just quoted, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. he will guide you in all truth, for he speaketh not of his own, but whatsoever he hears, that yes. shall he speak to me. So he's actually hearing the Father. So it's the Holy Spirit conveying that strong, authoritative voice of the Father. See, these are things that a man and I have learned after mm-hmm. years of being hungry for God, years of studying the Word, years mm-hmm. of what you guys, you guys are doing this. You guys yes. are hungry. You guys, are, I, I call right. you. I know what you're doing. You've been listening to Amanda for three months, six months, one year, two years, three years. I call you guys. You guys are the, you're, you're the remnant. You're the ones that are called to turn this thing around. That's why we're telling you, embrace the work of the Holy Spirit more in your life. Mm-hmm. You are going to be used, but you'll only be used as much as you learn to work with him. 
as you learn to cultivate his voice and sensitivity to his leadings, the more you do that, the more God will use yes. you. Amen. Well, you, amen. He will. You. And I'll give, I'll give, this is, this is a, uh, a real account of something that happened where the, where the Holy Spirit got more forceful with me to oh, protect wow. me. Uh, and so it basically, I think it was a year um, after Chris had come home from the hospital. So we're now into, um, was it, was it, tw- no, it was 2020. Yes. It was early in, in, about October of 2020. Cause that's when his birthday is. And I take him up to Wyndham, New York, right. To take him to a bed and breakfast of friends we have up there. And they have this amazing bed and breakfast. So we go. I don't realize that me stepping foot on that mountain has obviously upset something that is there. So the anointing of God that is now come onto that mountain has upset, you know, the powers that are lurking there. So the second night I'm awoken at, oh, it was about 1.30 a.m. or so, 2 a.m. And I'm looking around like, Lord, I'm up. What is, what is going on? And I hear the coyotes so at first I hear the coyotes, right? Which had come the night before too. So I started praying, but then I hear outside my window, like directly below, cause we're on the second floor. I hear snarling and I'm looking at Chris and he's not waking up and it's snarling and angry and it's going, I banish you. And it's trying to banish me. What the, the, This demonic entity is literally trying to banish me. And I'm looking at Chris and he's not waking up. So I've realized now the Lord has opened my ears to hear what's happening in the spirit. So I go to the window and he's, he's pacing and snarling and, and trying to banish me and saying words that don't even make sense. And I'm still looking at Chris and he's asleep. So, De- a little point here. Devils yes. are really dumb. Go ahead. They are. They are. And so <laughs> being that I'm originally from the Bronx, I've kind of seen it all, right? So now I'm I, I'm upset. So what do I do? I go to march for the door because now I'm going to go marching downstairs because now I'm t- the, the nuclear button on the Italian woman has been activated. And now I'm going for the door, right? I hit, I literally grabbed that doorknob and the Lord said to me, you stay in your room. You stay in your room and you pray. What I realized after is that that building was being protected by angels and he couldn't get in. So that's why he was snarling and doing it from the outside because the protective covering was around that, that building. And had I left it, and the Lord gave me a direct order and stopped me in my tracks. And I did. I immediately started praying in the spirit and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And within 10 minutes, he went. He was gone. But it was a forceful, you're not doing this. Yes. And he gave the orders what I was to do in order to protect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's so good at protecting us. He's There's so many times. Um Jenny and I were, we had a minivan and we were driving to a a ministry. We were driving to hear a minister, a prophet up in Dodge city, Kansas. And we got on the road and we got a babysitter for the kids. This was years ago. The kids 
we were little, and we got in the in the van, and we had our Honda Odyssey. Man, we were trucking, we were styling and profiling in our minivan <laughs> with those little leather seats, and we were excited to get away for three days and go hear this amazing, wonderful man of pro- prophet Ed Dufresne, minister uh, prophet Ed Dufresne. We're going up there to hear hear him. We got about 30, 45 minutes from town, and Jenny leaned over and she said, "You know what? We got so busy." to get on the road and everything we'd put together to get this trip, we never prayed about it. So I basically driving us. So, well, let's pray real quick. So I just started praying and the Holy spirit showed me that the next town we get to, to pull off, to get gas, I had a little mini vision and I saw us pulling off of the road and someone running into us. And the Lord said, your car will be totaled, but there will be no harm unto you because you never asked me. You never asked me. You never asked me about this trip. Wow. And I'm like, okay, my mom's keeping the kids. There's there's 25 things that we did, but the most important thing we didn't do. So I told Jenny the vision, and she's like, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't think we can go. I, I saw so clearly the precious Holy Spirit it wants to protect us. So we turned around and came home. Come around, got the kids, unpacked the luggage and had a nice weekend at home with the children, you know, but he'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll show you things to come. We have to start living a life of asking. Listen to me. Uh, This was a few months ago. I'm down at the downstairs uh, in in, in our, um, you know, the foyer of our house. I'm walking across the foyer and the Holy Spirit said, there's a whole lot of things you've been thinking about but you ask me about none of them and I can't help you. And I'm like, Oh my, my gosh, I just taught a series on how to get your prayers answered. And the step number one was asking and I'm not even doing my own stuff. And I said, Oh, <laughs> forgive me, Lord. Okay, Lord. So this, yeah, I need this father. I'm coming in the name of Jesus. And I started asking again. And that's what happened today on that roof. I got up there. It's super easy, Amanda, for me to get in my ability. I've got some skill. I've been doing this right. I can get up there and do my little part. I really easily could have not allowed he or his grace to help me. But I started with an ask. I started with an ask. Amen. You do. You have to start with an ask. You know, I tell the Lord a lot. I need you every breath of every second of every day. I tell him that a lot. Yeah, I do. And, 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 and many times I'll walk around and go, I go, God help me. And I'll hear Chris yell, he already did. And I'm like, well, I'm asking for more help. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. He already <laughs> did. He gave me you. He already did. He gave me to you. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, so funny. <laughs> but I tell the Lord that a lot. And I really try to ask a lot. Even when it comes to the animals, the ministry, us, our health. Yeah. Are, you know, I really try to make it a habit to ask because I'd rather ask than not. You have to get into that habit okay. of asking rather than not. Yeah. So let's let's get into the deep ask. Let's get into the spirit here. Mm-hmm. Let's get into what do you do when you've asked, you've knocked, you've sought, yep. you've opened the door, you've done everything right. you could do and things are not falling in line. You got to go deeper. But see, the amazing thing is it's not, oh my gosh, it's not your ability. It's his. 
He has stripped you of everything good, okay? Everything good about you. Every good and a perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variance or shadow. Any good that you've ever looked like has only come from him. So even right. your ability to ask and to go in deeper to ask is the grace of the Holy Spirit empowering you to just walk and talk like Jesus. So if you, I'm talking to that one person I was on the phone with today because I know there's, this is going to apply to many. Some of us have been dealing with problems that we've been dealing with and dealing with and dealing with and dealing with. And we've been dealing with it, been praying, we've been standing, we've been quoting the word, and we're not getting the answer. We're not seeing things. And we're, we believe we're healed. We believe the situation turned around, but we've not seen the result. It's a deeper ask. Okay. It's where you do right here again. This is so beautiful, this scripture. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, yes. the Holy Spirit... He will absolutely help you with that problem. This doesn't stop. This keeps going until there's no more problems. I've never said that before. I really like that. The Holy Spirit will keep helping, keep helping, keep helping until the problems are absolutely annihilated because That's God right. answers them. So what do we do? We close our eyes. We look on the inside and we go boldly before the throne of grace. So when you pray, listen to me hearers, when you pray... Here's the prayer, God. I'm going to tell you something. When you pray, I want you to close your eyes, duck your head, and just literally envision yourself walking before the throne of the Father, kneeling down on your knees, laying your hands before him and your head before him, and presenting to him this situation. Whatever this infirmity is, you take it and you lay it before him almost like a sacrifice, like you're just laying it like an offering. You're saying, Lord, I've been working on this. I've done all that I can do. I can only rely on you. You're the only way this infirmity is going to be taken care of. I'm laying it before you, Father, and I trust you with it. Now, Father, because I'm trusting you with it, I just want to praise you. I just want to worship you. Oh, oh, hallelujah. I just want to glorify you. Father, you're so good. I want to magnify you. I want to praise you because you're faithful and you help with my infirmities. And no matter what the situation, I've been trying to get an answer. But now, Father, I don't even want to try to get an answer. I lay it before you and I'm just taking my hands. It's almost like casting your care over on the Lord for he careth for you. So, Father, I just lay it before you, and I magnify you, and I glorify you, and I worship you. You are faithful. You are good. I look to you. I'm no longer going to look to doctors first. I'm seeking first your voice. I'm seeking first that you're good and merciful, and your mercy endures forever. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and my yes. right standing yes. relationship with you. All the other things, Lord, to be added because I can come before you boldly before your throne and ask mm -hmm. for mercy and get help in this time of need. And that's a deeper asking. It's not just a prayer. It is literally coming before the Father and ministering unto the Father. You're laying down the problem. And then you're saying, Father, I trust mm -hmm. you with this. Father, the circumstance is screaming at me. Father, the pressure is pounding on me. Father, the hurt in my heart concerning this situation is pounding on me. It's hurting me. It's trying everything to defeat me. Yes, so Lord. I'm just going to hand it to you. I cast the whole of this care over on you. The Lord said to me one time, do you know why you can cast the care on me? 
I said, no. He said, because I care for you more than you could ever care for that problem, that situation or circumstance. So we just very humbly, that's a powerful word, very humbly and very gently lay the situation before him. This is a deeper level of likewise the spirit helps with our infirmities. When we do that and we minister to the Lord and we glorify his precious name in the middle is sacrificially doing it in the middle of the hurt and problem and situation and circumstance. He is so pleased by that faith. He will move every mountain. He will push everything out of the way. You just stay in that place of just telling him how wonderful and glorious he is. It's called ministering unto the Lord and the most powerful people of prayer. They say this, Amanda, they say, when you find yourself ministering unto the Lord, you'll find after doing that for a while, the Lord, it seems is indebted now to minister back unto you. The most beautiful place we could ever be. That's yeah, that's good for him. I know you, you live a life there. I know you do. Yeah, I do. I, you know, you have to minister before the Lord, you know, you, you have to, because it, 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 it cultivates and opens the door for, for him to minister back to you, for you to hear from him, for you, you know, you're taking the time to, to bless his holy name and to glorify him and tell him how, you know, yeah. awesome he is and holy and perfect in all of his ways. And that cultivates and invites the presence of the Lord in to where you are to speak. It's a very welcoming atmosphere for the Lord to come. And if he's our father, which he is, we should be telling him what a good father he is. It it, it invites that, that presence in that fatherly, godly presence in then for him to speak to us. Mm -hmm. Well, praise the Lord. I don't know how I'd want to go anywhere past that. It's just the, the truth, the truth of our ability to so work with the intimacy of the Holy Spirit where he just helps all our infirmities. It's such a beautiful thing that he does for us. It is. And um, and I'm glad we get to discuss this because people have so many questions about this because I'm seeing it in yeah. the chat that, that we're answering yeah. their questions. The Lord is utilizing us to oh, answer good. their questions. So it's really yeah. helping them. Um, and it's going to cultivate a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit with them, which is yeah. the goal. To yeah, get sure. people into a deeper communion with the Lord and the Holy Spirit so they can come into the will and the fullness of that God has for them. So praise the Lord for that. I wanted to tell everyone that Vardy and I were discussing, and Jenny as well, and we're going to go, I think, three times a month doing Grace Out yeah. Loud. So you're going to get us yeah. three times a month now. Once every 10 days, we're going nice. to be doing Grace Out out loud. So yes, you're, you're, you're going to get a double dose of, uh, of Marty's humor for sure. Ooh, and, uh, some animals from me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And giggles from Jenny. Cause I can hear her giggling. <laughs> when you... She's giggling right now. <laughs> but we are going to, yes, three times a yes. month, just so everybody knows we will make the announcements as we go forward. Yeah. You can also go to loudmouthprayer.org to join Marty and Jenny on this 30 days of prayer journey. And I try to tell everyone our website, mm-hmm. we're still in the middle of rebuilding that. So you go to okay. our website and you click on start praying today. That's okay. how you sign up to receive our stuff. But then we're going to send you a link 
to show you how to join us on Rumble. Rumble is where we're putting all of our teachings. So we're doing right now a 30-day prayer assignment of how to get you in position to fulfill God's plan. I'm telling you, it is the most powerful, wonderful, in-depth teaching of how to pray out the plan, walk out the plan, because the Lord said to me, I want all of my people to be equipped and to put in position because that Mm -hmm. harvest is coming and I need everyone to be in their position for everything to run smooth because he doesn't want to waste any of the precious fruit of the earth. And then also prayer like praying in tongue series. I have that. How to get your prayers answered and newsflash. I'm coming out in the next few weeks with also a healing school. We're going to be showing everyone how to receive and keep their healing and I'm fixing to start a brand new series, The Authority of the Believer, How to Pray and Say Amen. with the Authority of the Believer. That's going to That's be a right. really amazing series. There's so the much The Believer's Authority. Yes, exactly. The Believer's Authority. You know, how many of those? You have given out so many Believer's Authority. What a blessing that is. It is. Praise it. Well, you know, we have to equip. That's what we're here for. So that's yes, what we're doing. doing. Yep. And, and you could email us at hello at arc, A-R-K of grace, dash, like a hyphen, and the word ministries.com with your name and address if you would like a copy of The Believer's Authority by Kenneth Hagen, Pastor Kenneth Hagen. And uh, it's an incredible book. And I pray those scriptures in Ephesians every day. Yeah. Pretty much every day that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened that I may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness to us who do believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That's pretty That's good. What- Praise God. That's one of them. And then the other one for this cause, I bow my knees. So I I do that also, but I say it every day, pretty much multiple times a day, if I can. So we, we would be more than happy to buy you a copy of that. Those are spirit, Holy spirit inspired prayers. Mm -hmm that are still just as active today as when Paul said them or prayed them over the church of Ephesus, Mm -hmm. Colossae, Philippi, all of those, those spirit inspired prayers that just literally just thrust us into the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and the love of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, it does. Loudmouthprayer.org. Come join us. Go, go, go join Marty and Jenny at loudmouthprayer.org. Well, we will announce the next date that we're coming back on together before now. We will definitely be on one or two more times, at least before Nashville. Uh, So we'll keep everybody posted. Yes. And you'll see me and Marty and Jenny in Nashville and Chris. And we'll be praying over people there too. Yeah, I've been talking to a few people who are coming. I'm really excited to see quite a few of the people that watch your show. I'm quite excited they're going to come see us in Nashville. So I'm excited about that. And once again, it's an honor and a pleasure to be able to be uh, on Grace Out Loud with you. Thanks for letting us be a part of this. Oh, thank you, Marty. You guys are a blessing. And God bless you guys. And we will talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Gumbo says bye, everyone. <laughs> and that is the end of Grace Out Loud. As Chet is screaming, so right on schedule, this has like, you know, we, we have brought this to a close because Chet is getting very antsy. You know why he's getting antsy? Because he wants out of his cage and he wants near the camera. This bird actually knows when the camera is on. It's quite comical. And there's Grace in the background. So it's just birds gone wild here right now. Uh, And so let me just do this real quick. And then we will. um, 
uh, we will conclude for tonight. So here, I'll put I'll put this up. This is Andrew Sorcini from Beverly Hills Precious Metals. You can go to bh-pm.com to learn more. Andrew is so interesting because he actually came on our program last time. And he actually said to pray about it. He said, you want to know what to do with this? He said, pray about it. And I thought that was great that he himself would give that advice. So you can go to bh-pm.com, fill out the new client form. Uh, and uh, he's very knowledgeable in these things. So you can talk to Andrew about that. Also, I was going to put up, oh my goodness, Grace is just, she's just being a little antsy right now while we're in the middle of like doing this. So I wanted to see if I have this up, and I thought I did. If you go to, hold on one second, here it is, qestrong.com and use promo code ARC. These are those patches based on quantum physics. There are scripture verses actually put into the patches. This is Rick Renee from Blessed to Teach and his brother. It's an alternative to Big Pharma. We have used them. My VP has used them. They actually work. They have them for... Uh, immunity. They have them for also pain, nerve pain for dog pain. We've actually put them on Toby before, uh, and they give you a little ring to put on your dog's collar for it. So you can go to qestrong.com and learn more and use promo code ARC. And that's where we're going to end. So thank you everybody for joining us tonight. We thank Marty and Jenny very much. They are a wealth of knowledge in, in equipping the body. Um, and we're blessed to be doing this together. And, uh, so God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Pray for Bentley. Pray for us right now. I'm still recovering from whatever this is. And I thank Dr. Bartlett so much for his help. And uh, we'll be back on soon. We'll announce when we're coming back on and we will announce the next Grace Out Loud. Have a wonderful evening, everyone.